listening to It's Complicated with your hosts, Jennifer Golden and Lauren Leonelli. Hello, Master Daters. Welcome back for another episode of It's Complicated. The struggle is real when you're dating in the city. I'm Jen. And I'm not Jen. No. Nope. Man, I thought this time you'd be like... Why? Because you sounded so, like, Distracted? peppy. No. No. It was more like you were peppy, so I felt like you were leading in to do something different, Maybe but I guess... being not Jen excites me. I think it might. Every Wednesday when we record, you are not Jen. I just get to be somebody else, and I kind of like it. Sweet. Well, guys, we kind of like being your resident best friends, here to help you along your relationship journey. Yep. We are your very own personal fun fairies, and we are free. Free fun fairies. Mm-hmm. How about that? We're bringing joy to the process and sprinkling love dust all over the place because it takes a village to date and we are your dating community. And we bring you this show weekly with our stories, tips, and expert guests to help you navigate the complicated world of dating and relationships. So help us in the podcast world. Do your part. Write and comment and do all the things. Tell us what you think. You know, we ask nicely every week. So yes. please do it. Thanks. While you're in that podcast world, find us at It's Complicated Podcast. If you guys are having trouble getting the new episodes, we say this every week, you have to unsubscribe and then resubscribe again. Sorry, but iTunes is complicated, just like our show. So, you know, we're just trying to stay on brand. Once you guys do that, you'll get all of our latest shows sent right to you. So that's real easy and not complicated at all. We're also on Spotify, not complicated there either. So tell a friend, share, it's easy to do there and all of the places because you know your phone's in your hand all damn day. So it's really helpful for us. We love seeing our audience grow. We want to bring you fab offers. Um, we just had a giveaway and we're going to have some more, some some gift giving ideas coming up soon for the holidays. So share, tell a friend, rate, comment, subscribe. It keeps the lights on here at The Village and we appreciate your contributions. We sure do. And this week we have for you licensed clinical and forensic psychologist and certified sex addiction therapist, Kate, Dr. Kate Balistrieri, in to discuss what we're thankful for, how you can still find a healthy and successful relationship while healing, when you should stay or go, and how to be thankful for every part of a relationship from Thanksgiving soup to nuts. Yeah, beginning to end, guys, all the things good and bad. Dr. Kate Balistrieri is a licensed clinical and forensic psychologist. Like we mentioned, she's also a certified sex therapist, PACT therapist and ambassador, and a certified sex addiction therapist. So like all the things you can be a therapist for, she is. Co-founder of the Triune Therapy Group in L.A., and a co-host of the popular radio and YouTube show Behind Closed Doors with Dr. Kate and Lauren. So she specializes in the treatment of trauma, addiction, sex, and relationship issues. So many things, you guys. There's more information at triunetherapy.com, and you can see her on Instagram at Dr. Kate Balistrieri for more interesting posts and info. Yeah. Um, Speaking of interesting. Oh. I think we should talk about, you know, just... What we're thankful for on this beautiful Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, surprisingly, am not, uh, not surprisingly, am thankful for this podcast. Um, the guests that have come on and shared their experiences with us, as well as for my friends who are there for me um, and don't stray due to ever-changing phases in our lives. Those who are committed and are constant 
especially those who will go as far as asking someone they bought a couch from <laughs> through a Craigslist if they know of anyone to set me up with. Yes, that is a true story, my friends. Yeah. A girlfriend of ours actually asked somebody she bought a couch from on Craigslist if they could set me up with somebody. And I am being set up with that person. So I will report back after that date. Um, mostly, I'm thankful for health, mine and everyone that I love, their health, happiness, and being surrounded by love in all forms. Yeah, see? And you guys do not have to be in a relationship to be surrounded by love. In fact, some relationships, and we're talking about the good and the bad today, are full full of like icky stuff too. So it doesn't always equal, you know, love. You can surround yourself with love in all of the places. Um I am thankful for a very belated birthday celebration, which I felt a little sheepish about because it was a legit over a month later, but I had a friend who was like insistent on doing it. And I must have told her no, like 400 times, then asked her, Hey, let's celebrate your birthday since it had just happened. And then she switched it over and wanted to celebrate mine again. I was like, shouldn't have said that. Fuck. (laughs) Anyway, I was actually pleasantly surprised because I got to celebrate with all of my favorite girls and, you know, we talked about a bunch of wonderful things and sharing a bunch of wonderful things that have happened over the past year, which I'm grateful for, you know, getting engaged and like all of my friends and getting to spend time and like check in. Um, It was awesome. And it's just a reminder to take time out of your life to like celebrate milestones because I really did feel very loved by all my friends and I just was ready to let the birthday go. It didn't, I didn't celebrate it this year. It's not that big of a deal. I mean, I did, but it was very small just with like my mom and my mother-in-law essentially and James, but it was like, whatever, it was fine. It just wasn't, it was nice to actually celebrate it with my friends because it seemed like they all wanted to be there too. So it was fun. Um, and it was just, it's a very, my friends are a very crucial part of what makes me feel good. So I'm very thankful for my friends. That's what I'm most thankful for. That's nice. Yeah. Well, we're thankful for you being one of the people that were there, obviously. Yeah. What if I was like, man, that sounds like a good time. (laughs) I wish I was there. I wish I was invited next year. I hope. Yeah, maybe next year you'll make the list. <laughs> um, I even tried to help you with your birthday wish. Oh my, you did again. It yes. Was, I can't do it without you. It's really, it's just, I feel the pressure. It's like when you get to a door, do you push or pull? What do you do? Everyone's waiting. The candles are burning. It's like, <sighs> I was just what there if I ready. forget something? Yeah. I even positioned myself so I was closer to the moment. And then it's like, if you just tell me what to say, I don't think, oh, I forgot something because I just like, oh, she said it. So then I just let it happen. And it yeah. must be true then. Yeah. Thank you for trusting me so much. And if I forget something, it's your fault. So, okay. oh, well. <laughs> I'll, you know what? I'll take it because um, there's always my birthday around the corner and you could hijack my wish. I could. I could be like, I, <laughs> oh my God, I just wish for something you don't want at all. Like no. a hot black boyfriend or something. Well, not that you don't want that. I'm not saying you don't. I'm you just, said redheaded. That would have been. Yeah, real. but I don't want that. Okay. Well, yeah. Anyway, uh, before we get into everything, and it sounds like it's time that we actually need a drink. Yeah. It's time for our nightcap. Rosé all tea day. Guys. Because obviously you drink it all day anyway. You might as well drink it on the day that you should be thankful for it. Yeah. Because we're talking about things we're thankful for, and we might as well shine a light on rosé, which is something we can always count on because it's always great. Yeah. Summertime on a Thursday, when it's a birthday, Thanksgiving. It's really a day that good ends whenever. in Y. Yeah. A morning that starts with sunshine. I don't know. It doesn't Rose really matter. Always, is always good. Right, it the like whole damn day. legit doesn't matter what time, a day, or year. There's no other drink that you're like something, something all day. We are, exactly. We are thankful for rosé because it's legit always fits in. Exactly. So cheers to that and cheers to Thanksgiving. Cheers. 
She is the host of Behind Closed Doors, but if you know what's good for you, you'll be open to whatever she has to say. Welcome to the show, Dr. K. Yay! Hi, thanks so much for having me. It's so much fun being here. Well, we're so thankful (laughs) that you could make it. Seriously, so many different things that you're an expert in. It's like, we don't even know where to freaking start. (laughs) Yeah. Basically, it just covers everything we always talk about. Sex, relationships, obviously toxic relationships. That's like a huge addiction and any stretch of the imagination Mm -hmm. is huge. Like all those things tie together, identifying what they are, how to get out of them, Mm -hmm. when it's okay to feel those things, all the things. We have a million questions. But like we speculate because we're no experts. So now we have you here to actually give us the expert. (laughs) Yeah, we're just like, no, that's not good. But like, is it really? I don't know. Well, let's jump in. Let's do it. Well, first things first, single, taken, or it's complicated. You know, it was complicated, but it's very simple now, and we're very happy. (gasps) Yay! Yay! So taken. Yes. Great. Okay, so hold on, just to clarify. Wait, I'm going to say, not taken, because I don't like that possessiveness. I'm going to say I choose to be in partnership. Love it. Love a lot. And how did you go from it being complicated? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I knew because I know you so well. I'm thankful for you. I'm like, wait a minute. Yes. (laughs) You know, we we have a great story, actually. We've known each other about 13 years. Okay. And we we met just as he was moving from Chicago to Miami. I was living in Chicago at the time. And we sort of stayed in each other's peripheral vision and were friends for many, many moons. Um, We had different relationships, different lives, and reconnected earlier this year and things were just wildly different and it just made sense and it was awesome that is so odd I mean okay did you feel a little something between you at all before when you were friends for 13 years before absolutely we we always had big feelings for each other but I was never open to a long distance relationship because they're so messy usually um, but now, you know, we're just old and I think we both had a lot grow a lot of growing up to do and we did that. And so now so we're So would you say timing age. makes sense? Timing made sense for us and I think we we both just um recognized how we were showing up in previous relationships and what was important to us moving forward and it just so happens that we align in those areas. So it's great. Okay, and so the complications that you experienced before are you talking about just working outgoing from friends to more than just friends and like how it second part to that question how do you recognize if that if there are complications in the beginning like is this a bad sign should I not be doing this (laughs) or do you work through it like what were your complications and how did you decide it was okay to work through I mean the complication really for us historically well I, I guess as we both understood it was that we lived in different geographies I mean I was in Chicago he was in Miami that was really challenging to try and make it work I was also in grad school he was working at a new job so it just didn't make sense for us to try and work it out What we learned later about each other is that we were both finishing up some messy relationships and I was about to dive head into another one. So, Mm. you know, we had some we had some stuff. We had some messiness in our own lives that we had to clean up. And the geography was a really great excuse for us to not be together at that point. Lucky excuse, actually. It, It really was. It really was. And, you know, we we kept in touch over the years when it was appropriate to do so. And. We, we just always stayed friends and then, you know, we're much more seasoned now and much more mature and much more aware of what we're willing to work for and willing to put in the effort. So even though he's in Miami, I'm in L.A., right. I feel closer to him than I do 
and people with people who live in the same zip codes. Here. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. And you have to be good at communicating because you're yeah. doing a lot of just <laughs> only verbal communication. So that yeah. is probably something you've mastered. But yeah, we're pretty good at that. <laughs> well, and can't that bring yeah. you closer? Because I mean, your focus is on talking. Mm-hmm. So you probably say a lot more to him than you would anybody else because it's more important. Well, we really do emphasize how important it is to communicate. So we're really good at setting up times to FaceTime and, you know, we're, we're cute about like sending each other little things that we read in the news or little memes that we see that remind each other of one another or whatever cool thing we're building right now together. And, you know, we have ideas and, and momentum to get in the same zip code very soon. Sure. So, you know, it's temporary and I think we hold on to that. So would yeah. you recommend that you only, that someone only do a long distance relationship if there is a goal to at least end up in the same zip code? I think everyone's different. So if someone wants to have a long distance relationship, what's really important is to ask themselves why. Why are they okay with being not in the same zip code, not in the same city, or, or at least close proximity to one another? And if it works for both of them and they feel trust with one another and they're on the same page and they communicate in a way that feels satisfying for each of them, what's wrong with that? Yeah, exactly. Like to each his own. I mean, people yeah. have open relationships or not. Like it's all a choice. If you're mm-hmm. okay, some people can't imagine like my partner having sex with another person. Some people are like, I, it doesn't bother me. It's totally fine. Yeah. Some people are like, that's totally hot. And or that I know mm-hmm. I know a couple like that mm-hmm. and it's totally fine and, and no judgment over here it's just not something that I personally think I would choose but I mean never say never you don't know I've actually never done it so it's not like I know how it feels right but it's the same thing with long distance right it's like if that works for you when you need your space and that's what makes you grow fonder for the person or whatever and then or if having them in your life is better than not having them in your life. And I could see yes. that making sense. Mm-hmm. Also, like we covered once living apart together, as yeah. like, mm-hmm. that trend. And it makes sense too. Like people's jobs are where they are. And now it's more important than ever to like get a good job wherever that may be. And we've got so much technology yeah. and flights are cheaper. Or we're all trying to get like status on airlines anyway. Yeah, yeah. So like <laughs> maybe that's just a good excuse to build up your status is date somebody long I know. distance. Well, VIP. It's also a really cool way, at least what we've been experiencing is to establish a bi-coastal presence. You know, we have a place on each coast now, which is really nice. So he comes here once a month. I go there. You know, we make it work and it's cool because we get to experience the best of both worlds. My hair gets really big on the East Coast and it gets really not big here. Yeah. So you get to be fun. like a different person when you're over there. You're you're Kate with the big hair. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Yes. It's so good. <laughs> Plus also like you get a mini vacation each time that you're yeah. going away. So that keeps things fresh and fun. Very much like the bachelor and bachelorette. And, you, and when you're yeah. together, you probably really value your time you spend. Do you guys ever, I did a little bit of a long distance relationship. I did one a long time ago, mm-hmm. but more recently when like FaceTime was a thing. Do you guys ever like have a drink? Like it's like a date, like you're FaceTiming. <laughs> I did that once with a guy I was dating. Like yeah. we had a drink together and like FaceTimed like, and it was like kind of like we were out to dinner yeah. together. Yeah. We do that quite a bit actually. It's fun. It's really fun. It's I really mean, how fun. is it any different? Except you can't like you make can't out touch. and like, yeah. right. But still. I mean, you can get creative. You can. <laughs> right. I mean, you can do other you things. You could. Yes. 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 Have forgot. you both heard of television? Uh, well, I can't even say this word. It's one of my favorite words to say. Teledildonics? No. no. Okay. Well, look at these. Look this up. So teledildonics is a whole new industry out there that allows people to control sex toys remotely. <gasps> 
I've heard what? of it. I just didn't know that's what it was called. Isn't it a fun word? Uh -huh. now that you um, know? Sex with Emily told us about it. I mm. mean, yeah. Sex at this point is so foreign to me. That I, don't <laughs> even, I don't even remember what you do. So they're remote controlled sex toys. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So you, you, you know, you get an app and then you have the toys. And so it does allow you to sort of virtually play with each other. Which Dude. is kind of fun. I mean, honestly, technology is changing everything. <laughs> That's freaking awesome. Like, yeah, yeah I, we forgot about that. It's been a while since we have had that brought up. Clearly. But I mean, that is a, and then also it's kind of, I'm sure it's fun to do just remotely or whatever. But if you're then also FaceTiming and you're able to do it, yeah. it's the best. It's like the next best thing. It is the next best thing. I yeah. literally just wrote that in an article about teleorthodontics. It's so much, it's, it's really breaking the mold for people who have to work apart yep. or who have to travel you know, periodically for work or feel so lonely or they're in active duty somewhere. You know, you get oh. to get really innovative with your partner and it allows you to stay more connected. And while those are all really great reasons why people might be apart, I also just feel like I've dated everyone in LA, so I have to pursue <laughs> other markets. Yeah. Well, there is so that. like, I, you pursue I, it doesn't, the, Mi the Miami market. Right, because I was going there so often. I'm actually mm -hmm. from there. Oh, nice. But I... I don't feel like I couldn't do long distance. It's not like a deal breaker for mm -hmm. me at this point because I've like run out of options. I'm like, I got to cast my net even wider. <laughs> yeah. So you really actually cemented why I think people should consider if you find love somewhere else, don't rule it out because it's hard to find love, first of all. So if you find it, it somewhere, is. figure it out. There's technology and all the things we already discussed. Mm -hmm. um, but that there's that kind of technology that can actually create intimacy even though you're far apart and I yeah. and I feel like if you and we talk about this a lot on the show if you really like somebody the distance I mean it's just maybe a challenge but it's not something imagine if you met somebody and there was a connection like you're talking mm -hmm. about with your where you always felt this connection it's really strong if you met somebody Jen or if James lived somewhere else and there was that strong connection like I wouldn't be like well t and we're long distance like right. I would just be like fuck I need to make this work somehow right. mm -hmm. and it wouldn't be my first choice but you wouldn't let that connection go and maybe you could talk about a goal of coming together or maybe that doesn't work for you but I think you just you know if you really like somebody yeah. this is the thing though and we are going to address this a lot in this show how do you know the difference between like making a compromise that like makes sense and then starting to compromise shit that's like becoming unhealthy or right, toxic right. or you know what I mean like you don't want to start giving sh things up for the wrong reasons mm -hmm. like oh I just really want to be with this person or there could be a million things but mm -hmm. like how do you how do you start to, well, I guess you would need something specific, but like, I guess if it's just really extreme, then that's when you start to think like it's going on the unhealthy side. I mean, I, I think it really, I, I would like to understand your definition of unhealthy, okay. but so what I think about when I'm working with people to evaluate anything in their relationships is where's your loyalty and is it being compromised? And what I mean by that really is, are you compromising the loyalty you have to yourself to try and make something work in a way that feels unsustainable or like you're really falling down on yourself. Yeah. And if the answer to that question is yes to whatever the context is, then you might evaluate, okay, maybe this is something that's tipping into an unhealthy mark. But if the answer is no, this does align with what I'm okay with, and you're not just justifying or rationalizing, you know, or trying to convince yourself otherwise, then I would say, then then why fix what's not broken? Right. I can give a real life example for our listeners. I was in a relationship with a person who 
his priority was drinking and partying with his friends and I basically was just invited to come along. That was my only role. You were the plus one. I was oh. the plus one, but whatever I wanted didn't matter. I was just able to join him on his journey. If Weren't I, you so lucky? That, I was I just going to say, how lucky? <laughs> Very fortunate. So I was fortunate. along for some of those You things. were. And so it always involved alcohol. At some point it involved like other things because people would want to stay up all night. And, mm-hmm. and so... I would be with him and I would be like, man, I got to like try and keep up with all these people in order to sustain this relationship because if I want to be with him and this is what he's doing, I have to keep up it. I was like, why am I always hungover? Why am I exhausted? Why haven't I seen my friends in forever? I've like lost friendships because all my priority is going to him because Mm -hmm. if I'm so lucky to be invited, I would love to be there. Mm -hmm. And I just remember feeling like, this constant hamster in a mm-hmm. wheel of trying to make my relationship work, but it never felt like it was yeah. and losing things that were important to mm-hmm. me, including my sleep and health yeah. and just sanity probably. Cause mm-hmm. like who wants to be hung over all the time? No, no, I no, love no. sleep. <laughs> also yeah. sometimes I want to stay in. Yeah. yeah. That that's when you evaluate yourself and you're, if you're compromising your morals, right. like Kate said, and at that all point that went to shit. you have to, I'm sure it's, you get into it and you mm-hmm. it's already happening and then you go oh my god i need to figure you you can like ask yourself then have i been doing this yeah totally i mean usually we don't notice it until the water's boiling hot just like a frog right oh and- oh <laughs> i got a frog poor guy or a lobster well, or a lobster those two yeah. Yeah, me they don't really know they're like they're those. in it until they're in it. in it right yeah and we are like that too sometimes because usually what happens in relationships is it's a slow grooming process and it's a slow inch by inch sacrifice that we make until all of a sudden we're like oh shit yes I've compromised all of that wow look at that wake of chaos behind me and then we're like oh I gotta clean that up sure so you know it's kind of a, a gift in a way because it allows you to reaffirm your commitment to yourself and to your own values when you recognize that you're in hot water in that way well but which then, is that's a good thing though yeah. see that's what we're talking about being thankful for the good and the bad because being in hot water is a good self-reflecting tool mm-hmm. it's a, a way for you to check yourself and a way for you to make changes it doesn't mean now oh i'm in hot water i need to break up with this person mm-hmm. maybe it will but that's not always the answer maybe right. it's now oh let's go back and readdress this maybe we need to like Tip reset, scale, reset or something exactly yeah. like maybe just shift focus a little bit back to yourself in some regard in my case that didn't happen it ended up just being a horrible breakup but mm. you self-reflected and thought oh, there's this is it, not we can't repair this or whatever it was right um but i did then do like the complete 180 and make like a mental physical i hand wrote it i put it everywhere it was like plastered all over my apartment of things that i did that were negative in the relationship Mm -hmm. and that I never wanted again and I like ingrained it so much in myself that I think I almost like went completely to the other extreme Mm. where now I'm like you will not mess up my schedule you will not take away from my friendships you will not take away from my things that I want to do so basically you become that guy who you're like when it's convenient for me you'll show up oh good point and if it's not said that yeah. Sorry. I don't well, know you that well. No, that's no. Good though. <laughs> no, but True. that's a good point. So basically you went into the mode of your ex where like you must come to me. You'd be so lucky. And while those things, of course, you value yourself and the things you have to offer. So someone that was with you should be lucky. But 
it's the they ex- would be lucky and they would Thank be mm-hmm. it's the extreme though right like yeah. that's what i meant before and yeah. you hit the nail on the head the unhealthy definition mm-hmm. it's that it's like any extreme so so yeah. that's a good point so then how does she or if someone else is doing that find the but, but hang on i want to just point out what you just said though about going into that extreme is so common because just like a pendulum when we realize we're super far in one direction we're like oh shit and then we swing back the other way and eventually we come back to the middle and find more balance and recalibration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cause of course, if you're all the way up here on one side, you're going to swing to the same height on the other. Exactly. Most likely. If you guys could see us right now, we are all miming pendulums. Swinging with yes. our arms. <laughs> I mean, it's wild. It's so much swinging. I like to do a little Wine miming. Is yeah. I'm pretty good at miming and really good at charades. And you love balance. So that means I'm that a Libra. you went from one side to the other very <laughs> perfectly. When that pendulum is swinging all crazy, Lust. I fucking bugs the shit out of me. <laughs> and I'm not a Libra. I don't even like if something's out of place. I'm like, that doesn't look right. Like, it's a little neurotic, but whatever. <laughs> but good news, Mercury's out of retrograde. So that's all that matters. Oh, did that happen? Thank when did that God. happen? Um, it happened last week. Oh, yes, yes, it did. Do you ever use that when you're like helping your clients? I mean, or do you use it in your own life and you think it affects like the advice you give? There's so many good questions in, in all of those <laughs> questions. Um, what I'll say is that that's not really my scope of practice. Okay. So I don't. You're not an astrologer? I'm not an astrologer. <laughs> oh, no, we every, but, yeah. but sixth grade me definitely thought I was and did all of my book reports. Shut up. All of that stuff. Totally. So the thing is, like, I don't bring any of that into my work with people unless they bring it in. If it's important to them, I can talk that language. If it's not, we don't go there. Great. You're just an expert in everything, so I just guessed you were an astrologer too, yeah. but obviously you're not. <laughs> to us, you're everything. Yeah. Oh, please. And also, we love astrology. So. <laughs> okay. What's your sign? I'm a Capricorn, Capricorn, Capricorn. I say that because I am both. I'm all three. All of them. Sun and moon and yes. all yes. of it. And our friend Lauren over here is... Libra, Virgo, Capricorn. Yes. Okay. So we make for a good partnership because... Mm-hmm. We present ourselves in the same we way. We should have gotten married if we liked when both liked women, right. but we don't. Yeah. I'm still the door. What is it? I, the verdict? Jury still out? The jury's no, still I'll out. never like women, but I'm like, I have I to mean, open my pool up to a wider net. <laughs> I so. feel like I have a very open mind, but I'm, I'm not. I, I, you know, heter- homosexuality, heterosexuality, sexuality is on a spectrum, I mm-hmm. think. That's what I believe. Yeah. But yes, I am with a man. And Jen, if I w- ever wanted to, I would totally date you. That's so nice. Aww. Thank you. I might murder oh you a little bit. God. But that's true in any relationship. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, big time. Yeah. At I mean, least I'd plan all the activities. But see, that's the thing. You gotta, you got, you would, you gotta love the fact that you want to murder your own. You gotta be thankful for the fact right. that sometimes you're like, because guess what? Then sometimes it it feels good to have space. Yeah. And that's I think to healthy. Keep you from murdering. What? No, mm-hmm. because you just know you're like my alone time. Like I value just as much as I am with you. I mm-hmm. like being with my man, but I also am like, oh, the couch and like shitty TV that he's not gonna want to watch and yeah. just like quiet. Don't have to wash your face, brush no. your hair no. no you can actually put on a face mask and feel like what this is my green face i mean and you can do that with them you can too, do that with them too you yeah. can yeah. but like in fact i would do it early in the relationship just so there's no surprises later just be like what this is my green face you have your shit too yeah wait but okay how much is that. too much to share with them yeah like where do you draw the line some people like poop and pee in front of each other and oh. i'm like ooh, everyone's different yeah right everyone's different every coupleship is different mm-hmm. and i think some people really love it and they see that as a sign of intimacy and connection and other people are like i never ever ever need to smell what's happening in that bathroom I just don't even want I don't yeah like there's a door for a reason for me personally I've had a relationship Mm -hmm. that that was like he was super into it so I was like oh okay well 
then fine. <laughs> yeah, cool. And I was 21, so it didn't yeah. matter to me then. I was like, I'm so adult. We're doing the pooping. Yeah. But like, yeah. then now, if I thought about it, I'm like, I would be grossed out if somebody did that in James, front of me. James, my fiance slash, I mean, just call him my husband because like, that term is so stupid. But he makes me laugh. His, like, he, and he knows he makes me laugh. It reminds <laughs> me of like when my brother used to like fart and make me laugh. Uh, it's the same thing. Yeah. So he knows he makes me laugh when he does it. So he makes a point to do it. Mm-hmm. Like even today I was in the bathroom and he was like, hurry up, like banging on the door because it was making me laugh. And like, so for him uh, in our coupleship, I'm okay with him doing it in front of me. I will not do it in front of him. Right. I'm just right. like, nope. And he wouldn't care, but I'm just like, nope. But I mean, and that's even funny in the relationship. We're both very different mm-hmm. about it. And it's like, that's what works for us. But right. yeah, I mean, sounds I- healthy though. Cause you both make each other laugh I mean he makes it and he really knows how to it's very funny Uh, (laughs) there's a lot of things happening but how do you know so like also you're in a relationship this topic comes up a lot I think um like how do you know when it's time so you've you've gone through some things maybe you're working through some issues you're self-reflecting then you're at the point now I make a decision I either go forward or I don't like Mm -hmm. basically when you are going to cut your losses and move on if you're starting to question things let's just say but let's say your questioning is more like like very surface level and it's like you just think like it how can you tell if it's a rut or like you should peace out yeah that's a great question you know I I think the the most important thing to consider if you're on that fence post about should I stay or should I go is have you talked to your partner about it Mm -hmm. and if not why not do you not feel comfortable talking to your partner about what's going on for you? Because a healthy relationship is one where you can talk about the plateaus. It's expected that people are going to get bored in relationships because we're humans and we habituate to the stuff that's around us and we get bored and we want to see something shiny and new. We can cultivate that together in long-term relationships and couples who know how to say, okay, we need to switch it up a little bit. Well, yeah, how do you do that? Sorry to interject, but how do you see, uh, my thought is, and this is just me, if I say that, I'm going to offend this person, mm-hmm. make them feel bad, or like maybe... Like insinuate that they're boring. Or maybe, or well, maybe I'm like, pointing something out that then once I say it out loud, now it's a fucking issue, and mm-hmm. now we gotta, you know what I mean? Like just making a mountain out of a molehill. Like, how do I, if that's how you feel, how do you address it in the way where you're like, it's productive. Just, yeah, productively talking yeah. about it, no big deal, potentially. Well, I think it's really important to use I statements, right? It gets really dicey if you start saying things like, you're really boring, or oh. I wish yeah. you would do more things, or change your outfit, or can you just comb your hair? Like, when you start doing the you, you, you statements, you need to get back on your own side of the street, because that is a very quick path down to something really toxic. Defensive and all that. And yeah. yeah. Well, so- everyone contributes to a dynamic so like mm-hmm. when you're blaming you're also opening yourself up, self up for somebody else to point fingers at you sure. totally. you're not doing totally i mean think about it point your finger at somebody right now go ahead point what do you see looking back at you a finger or a gun <laughs> okay thumb. so i'm pointing at you i see one finger at you three right back at me oh, oh okay see we were not deep enough for that <laughs> that's what happened there well, so that, I mean, that's a thing that happens whenever we're you're educated. <laughs> you can put your finger down now. Golden. I can't take credit oh. for this exercise. <laughs> Jen was still pointing at Kate. I'm like, I was so you know committed what? to learning about my three fingers. You're, facing. you're scaring her. <laughs> Sorry. You're free to live, drink your drink. And stuff. I used to work in a prison. That doesn't scare oh, me. She's got to do more than my that. long nails. Good. Yeah. I'm so glad. Yeah. What are they? Shivs? Is that a shiv? Yeah. A shiv? yeah that I would guess. be a shiv. Yeah. You, you filed those down nicely. No, I didn't. 
Somebody did. Tammy did. Somebody did. <laughs> Tammy. <laughs> oh, good old Tammy. It's not her real name, obviously. Tammy would get a lot of commissary points if she were in uh, inside. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. she would. Anyway. Yeah. So when we get blamey or when we stop being reflective about what is going on for us, that's when it can start causing problems. So I would say talk to your partner about it. If you're nervous about the relationship or you're nervous that they might not hear you well, let them know ahead of time. Like, hey, I... I'm kind of feeling clumsy around this topic and I, I'm doing my very best to say this in a way that is constructive for us. So can you bear with me? You know, it's okay to be vulnerable. Clumsy is such a nice word to use to take ownership over feeling unsure about something. And it's a word that I think everyone can understand. I feel it's disarming. Clumsy. It's like, oh, oh yeah, I get that. I feel that way too. Okay, mm-hmm. yes. So what I'm about to say is not going to come out right. So we're going to have to work through it as I say it. <laughs> and then you don't have to get defensive because if you say something and the other person can then is disarmed and can say, okay, wait, did you mean... Or, oh, I f- right. you know, it just feels yeah. better when, okay, so then let's just say you want someone to, you're bored with the sex. Like, how, would, sex. You, how would you say <laughs> that then instead of being like, I'm bored with the fact that you're always in the same position when we have sex? Like, a, an example of a way to say that. Well, so again, I, I think about taking ownership, right? And so if you're bored with sex, it's probably because you're not communicating something about what you like and don't like to your partner. So can you come up with a creative way to introduce something new to your partner and maybe don't even put the boredom on them, right? What if you just said like, okay, well, every time we get together, we do it this way, then that way, and then up against the wall, and then we're doing this, and then boom, done. Okay, I know the routine. I know what's going to happen. So change it up. Go get some lingerie. Do something fun. You know, bring your partner some solutions to the problem they don't even know exists yet. Right. Like in the moment. Yeah. Well, in the moment or even like later, just say like, hey, I kind of been thinking about role play. What do you think? Yeah. You know, just bring up something fun so that it becomes, you know, an adventure together instead of a problem that Mm. needs to be solved. Or that it's their fault that it's happening. Because also you're also there. Now, if you're there and you're presenting these ideas in this way, and they're sort of negating your ideas or not interested or not listening, mm-hmm. then how do you address it? Well, I would get really curious, you know, and, and ask, like, it really doesn't seem like you're interested in this conversation. Is, is there something that's coming up for you around this topic? Are you nervous yeah. about anything? Like, what's going on for you that you don't want to talk about it? And ask, because people might, people have a lot of shame around yeah. all kinds of sex issues, relationship issues. People have a lot of fear around, what if I say the wrong thing, do the wrong thing? Oh my gosh, is my partner thinking of leaving me? I don't know. So people can shut down and they can freeze. Or they might get combative because they're going into a bit of a fight reflex, mm-hmm. fight mode. Yeah. So I think the important thing to really remember here is that ostensibly you love this person and you want to stay with them or you're at least invested enough that you want to try to make things work so come at the conversation from a place of curiosity and with respect for the fact that they might not know where you're coming from and so they might be really caught off guard no matter how beautifully stated you make your position and if you need to at be put it more on them without blaming questioning asking a question Mm -hmm. is a good way to do that like i you know, whatever. And instead of just saying you do this, mm-hmm. right. is this how you feel about or whatever, you just know, just trying to understand them makes sense yeah. because also maybe they feel embarrassed to say something as well. But if you approach the conversation from like a disarming standpoint, they'll be more likely to open up now. Totally. Okay. So going back to this whole rut or like runaway kind of thing, mm-hmm. um, 
When should you be thankful for a relationship and know that it's a rut? Like, what are other scenarios that know, scream know that it, rut? Know that it's a rut or know that you're done? What do you mean by know rut? Know that it's a, like just a rut and you can move on. Like, you can move forward with together. the relationship together. Together. Okay. Yeah, I would say that a, a good a couple of good indications to know it's a rut that you can move through together would be if you can talk about it. Even if you don't solve the problem in the first conversation, is there mutual energy towards solving it eventually? right? Because you might be on different pages or different paces at different times. But is your partner like, hey, you remember last week you brought up this, this or this, like, we should talk about that. Or when you bring it up, do they not bat it away and they're open to it? You know, then maybe you can work through it together. Versus say, like, someone that's just like, no, not right. willing yeah. to even. Or you just hate each other. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you hate each other, why are you even bothering? Right. Well, that's how you would start to see. Like, this person obviously doesn't care. They don't even want to discuss this issue. Mm-hmm. It's right. never, like, that's it. that's a problem in itself. Yeah. yeah, I mean, if you feel constantly dismissed and, like, your partner's not matching your effort or the effort you would like to see and they're not willing to talk about it, why would you stick with that? Yeah, I mean, those are that goes along the the line of like there's some relationship doubts that you should never ignore if you want mm-hmm. a successful long-term relationship. So like something that comes to your mind about one of those doubts, like a blaringly obviously one, like if this is like happening, this is Cut not it. going to be a good relationship. Like obviously, I would say dishonesty is probably there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I I mean, that's at the top of the list for sure. What about other doubts? Like um what about attraction? People always talk about that. Like, oh, I don't know if I'm attracted to him or can that grow on me or, oh, Is I only, real? or, or like <laughs> yes. the reverse side of like just being uber attracted to somebody right away. Like that could be harmful potentially too. Like what about attraction? How do you feel about that? Attraction's a dicey, a dicey thing in relationships because if it's too hot, too fast, then that's likely to peter out right? Because again, we habituate. So even people who are dating supermodels get bored with them or cheat on them from time to time. Yeah. (laughs) You got bored with Leo? (laughs) I'm bored with his storyline, honestly. Enter maybe an all Clooney. All the 20 year old blonde supermodels. (laughs) I mean, listen, he has a type, whatever. Meanwhile, you kind of look like a mall. You know, thank you. I will take that. She is stunning. Am I the first person to say that? No, but thank you. Thank you, you. And so are you, but you do very much and you're, you do a, a, a lot like her way. and you're also very smart and classy. Like Aww. you're very Amal Clooney over there, which oh listen, I would take in two fucking seconds. By the way, this is my one skill set. What? Other than growing long nails is saying what other people look like. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's it. Two you are good at that. Actually. Maybe, maybe yelping. You have awesome hair. Thank you. I'm guessing you curled that yourself. Tammy doesn't do that. No, she doesn't. Mm-hmm. I did it myself and I think actually Lauren taught me how to do it. I did. I'm good I also burn myself with the face iron. Yes, so. she, she burns herself. It's a thing. We call it a face iron because sometimes the curling iron meets my face. Well, yeah. That, yeah. It doesn't even live in my house for that reason. No. So. Yeah, exactly. That's, That's safer. You go, to, you go to Miami when you want the big hair. That's exactly. what you do. Exactly. And it happens exactly. naturally. But no, the lo- the attraction thing is it, it can, I feel like it's very extreme because like you said, if you're too, too much attraction can lead to like a fizzle potentially but then what about growing attraction do you how do you feel about that well I think that people are attracted to lots of different things right sometimes it's physical characteristics sometimes it's emotional characteristics sometimes it's other things about a person that really have other meanings so is someone very grounded and does that give you a feeling of safety that might make your motor run for them like nobody's business right even though they might not have the 
dimple in their chin that your last boyfriend did, right? Yeah. So I think it's really important to think about what do you need right now and what are some of the things that really excite you about a person, not just the physical, because when you are matched up with someone who has all of these other characteristics, the reality is sometimes you might not be physically attracted to them and it might not ever be there. But sometimes it can grow over time because you grow to appreciate them, love them, care for them. And that makes them sexier than any other, you know, Brad Pitt lookalike. And that's just something you have to, like you said, go through. It's a little, mm-hmm. little things that you, you build in a relationship. And you and learn about them. That yeah, appeals then, to you. But now I have a question for you, though, because I think people throw around cliches a lot like that it'll grow or like people give advice because maybe something happened to them yeah but mm-hmm. they can't necessarily put their finger on it because mm-hmm. like that's hard it just to explain happened. yeah but so like can you go from literally not being attracted to somebody at all and you're like man I don't want to even go on a second date with somebody is there a place that you can start from that point to then get to a point where you are attracted to them or is it like no you have to be attracted to something about them to have that grow from there well, have you ever met two people who have hated each other like nobody's business and they get together and have amazing sex and a great relationship? I don't know those people. Yeah, I, I've I heard of that. Friends. I've heard yeah. of that. I yeah. don't know them. I mean, I, they exist. They're but also, rare. do they it's really passion. hate each other? But it's passion, It's though. passion, passion yeah. in some way. But okay, so, like, so there's I walked something... out of a date. Could I have given that guy more of a chance? Maybe. I hated everything he said to me and it, he became so gross to me as physically speaking, like because of the things he was saying. Like, Well, I think, okay, so you're pointing to one situation mm-hmm. and those things happen, right? Mm-hmm. And that guy may never be able to have a comeback with you. I mean, if he said things that were really disgusting, so <laughs> I'll share with you. I went on a date with this guy once who, no joke, showed up to the date wearing a shirt that said, I want to, and then the words love and fuck were hologrammed over each other. So depending on what direction he moved, one of the words was visible. So I want to love fuck you. Oh my God. This person went and bought that with their money? And then wore it on a date. And then wore it on a date. Then proceeded to tell me about how much money he has, showed me the picture of this new building that he built with his the same guy ex-girlfriend <laughs> in the picture and then oh my god with the ex-girlfriend in the picture with what the ex-girlfriend in the picture idiot told me i could be her because my breasts were bigger than hers <gasps> and would i consider not being a psychologist for a year so he could fund my porn career because i would be better at that oh wow okay so, it so i got up and left guy, but that's i'm glad you left yeah But but to your point, that guy could never be attractive to me ever because any time I would see him, if I ever were to see him again, all I would see was his abject disregard for who I was as a person. And to me, there's no coming back from that. I my mouth is still wide open. That is same. (laughs) I was really hoping it was the same guy, just for the sake of a funny story. (laughs) That is legit the most insane date I've ever heard. Oh, honey, how much time do you have? Uh, Wow. a lot but I mean (laughs) yeah I would say it's obviously possible to find yourself attracted to somebody that you unexpected that you have yeah but if it's extreme like you know you're probably gonna have a very difficult time coming back from that it's a first date you're talking about like cut that's when you cut your losses and just go goodbye but I think you know the cases that you guys are talking about where love can grow or where affection and attraction can grow over time is when Maybe you don't have such a disgusting, you yeah. know, yeah. contemptuous <laughs> not an reaction. Yeah, yeah. not okay. an extreme. But, you know, if you're like, well, okay, eh, not really. There's no energy, but this person's not a bad person. And 
maybe there might be something there. I think those are the contexts when, yes, attraction and love can and, grow. And you and okay. you look for those and you become patient for those. Now you're in this, now you've all done all that and you're in a relationship and things start to get like you unhealthy. We'll use mm-hmm. your definition in the beginning of the show or toxic, if you will. How do you get yourself out of that? I know that is like an addiction and a very long, probably winded answer, but just... How do you it, how do you at least start the process? Because I've heard those are the most difficult relationships to coach somebody out of. It's or an together. addiction, basically, right? Well, what do you mean when you say it's an addiction? What is the addiction Toxic, to? Yeah, um, it's to their validation or to being with them, or maybe the fear of being without them, and you don't want them with somebody else, or just a codependency in some regard because mm-hmm. they being with them makes you feel like you're with somebody and that you I don't know what. Yeah, maybe not okay. specifically like a sex addiction, but addiction to. The dynamic. Yeah. Well, I think there, there's there's a couple of things to really get distinct with here. When somebody has a love addiction, now this is not a DSM diagnosis, but we can conceptualize it in the field of psychology as a compulsive preoccupied attachment style, right? Okay. So somebody who really is preoccupied with the fantasy of their partner or the fantasy of who they are in relation to the relationship. It's going to be difficult to extract themselves from that relationship because their sense of identity is really constructed around being with this person or the possibility of being with this person. So that's a little bit more challenging. And I think when people start to separate themselves in those relationships, they do experience things like post-acute withdrawal symptoms. And it can feel wildly um, upending for them. Mm. You know, They can feel like they can't sleep, they can't eat, they're nauseous, they're anxious, they are irritable they're sad they're depressed they feel rejected and it can it can be really scary and dangerous for them so how to get out of that is to really start bolstering yourself with lots and lots of support right lots of support so friends family a therapist Mm. support groups anybody who you can communicate with and start to replace the connection with so that you have some safe tethers and a lot of people to fall back on it's really important that would be helpful, I think, just any sort of anybody you could reach out to to help support and whatever that means for you. Yeah. And isn't like kind of like replacing love with love, but it's just different love. It's a different love. Yeah, yeah. it's a different kind and of And it feels safe. Love. Yeah. And you feel, you hear from people maybe that do see positives in you and like build you up back mm-hmm. up a little bit. Mm-hmm. And so you can get back out there if you want to. Maybe you don't want to, but you know you need to be ready. But that's our I think our like final question basically is is it possible to have a healthy and successful relationship while healing? We read a quote and it really got us. Um, it got us good. Yeah. What's the yeah. quote? Throw away the idea that you have to be fully healed to be in a loving relationship with a great partner. We normally come together with many unresolved issues because healing takes time. The couples who shine with harmony are the ones that commit to healing and growing together. Is that Stan Tackett? No, it's Young Pueblo. Oh, oh, I read that on yeah. Insta. Yeah, that's yeah. great. Um, who is this guy? Does he right? What's Young. his education? Yeah. Where is he? He's he in LA. I don't know. We need to get him here, though. Um, he does motivational speaking, meditation, mm. and obviously memes. Yeah, and obviously <laughs> memes. Um, yeah, I really like what he's saying, and, and I get, I wondered if it was Stan Tatkin. He's a psychologist who um, developed what's called the psychobio, uh, excuse me, psychobiological approach to couples therapy, which is the model I'm trained in. Um, And the PACT model is awesome because it honors the fact that we are all messy. We are all a pain in the ass 
you know, we are all difficult to live with because we are all humans and we have lots of, you know, positive things and negative things that just come with being human. And so uh, trying to get into a relationship when you're fully healed is like, what does that even mean? Because not real. We're always evolving. We're always changing. We're always getting knocked down a little bit. And then we're always climbing back up a little bit in life because we are resilient and we are messy and we fall down and that's what we do. Mm. So now there are degrees. I wouldn't necessarily recommend that someone jump into a new relationship if they are having a hard time functioning in their day-to-day life. Sure. Right. If you can't sleep, if you can't go to work and be productive, if you can't take care of your daily obligations, you might want to get those things under control before you make yourself a available for a relationship or you're more likely to jump into the same kind of relationship you were in before that seemed to be the answer to all of your problems sure and then guess what when that ends you're going to be knocked on your knocked off your square right where you just started yeah yeah exactly yeah oh and we all know we like a good pendulum to be in the middle i mean we've talked about this and we are still shaking our hands doing the pendulum thing yeah it doesn't have to be perfect but at least you know that you're in a spot where you're open to moving forward or moving up or moving in a different direction that's the key well and also ask yourself what can you actually give right now and that's a really good benchmark to think about readiness to be in a relationship because a lot of people look at relationships like well what will i get from it what will it do for me how will it help my life what will i need this i want that and that's great but really like can you mirror that can, are you ready very good question you, especially yeah. on thanksgiving what can you give what, what can you give yeah okay i love that can you mirror that that's a really good there's like many good little tips. That is probably one of my favorites. That what can you get? Because a lot, of, like you said, a lot of people do think about like, what will this give me? Can I post about it on Instagram? Mm-hmm. Is it going to make me feel more secure about myself? Am I going to be in alignment with my friends who are moving on with their lives and having relationships? Yeah. What is it going to bring to you? So what can you give? And also not too much because, again, that whole pendulum thing. Yeah. Right, right, yeah. right. We don't need to take care of everybody if in the world. If you want certain yes. things and from somebody them. else, you need to be able to at least say, can I give those things as well? That's right. fair. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Got a mirror, just like Jen- I love Justin that. Timberlake said oh, about Jessica Biel. That is one of my favorite What did songs. he say? I forget. It's like you're Tell my mirror. That one. I could sing the whole song, but I know. I'm not going to sound like him. Her for <laughs> Mirrors, all of that. Well, we are thankful for all of your helpful tips and we are thankful that you came and spoke oh god i feel like we could talk to you for hours and hours I mean, more but I'm anytime and let's let's yeah, do it again please. this would be we fun we'd love to have kate back on but until then remind <laughs> everyone where they can find you so they can get all of your tips until we have you back or make an appointment because yeah. they should, they should <laughs> or do make that an appointment seriously <laughs> well I, I appreciate that um so if anybody wants to get a hold of me you can check me out on instagram dr kate balistrieri it's b-a-l-e-s-t-r-i-e-r-i it's long but worth it dr. it's kate italian long but worth it <laughs> another um, good one or you can check us out at triunetherapy.com, t-r-i-u-n-e therapy.com to schedule an appointment with myself or any one of my awesome staff love it We were very thankful for you, and we are also thankful for our next week's episode, so please tune in for that for more dating and relationshipy stuff with our guest, Emerson Collins, and if you guys want to join the class of Master Daters, don't forget to follow us on social media at Complicated Show, and um, find It's Complicated wherever you get your podcast, rate, comment, tell a friend, and you can find me at Lauren Leonelli on all the social meets. And you can find me at Jennifer Golden on all the social meets as well, and we will be back next week for another amazing episode of love stuff happy thanksgiving 
Love you long time. You're listening to It's Complicated with your hosts, Jennifer Golden and Lauren Leonelli. 